Welcome to The Money Show. I'm Bruce Whitfield. Are you a temp? Do you temp for a living? Do you choose to temp for a living? Do you choose it because it gives you flexibility? You don't have to go to the same office 365 days a year. You can take a little break between jobs. Temping maybe pays you a little bit more than you would if you had a full-time job. I, I don't know. Give, it, give me a call. Give me an, a sense of the world of temping as it is in the 21st century, please, this evening. I'd love to have your calls on 021-446-0567-011-8830702. And I wonder whether or not the full-time job is going the way of the dinosaurs, um, whether or not in 20 years there'll be anybody who's got a full-time job, despite the protestations of the trade union groupings. But if you're a temp this evening, if you are one of those people who is flexible in their working world, I'd love to hear your calls this evening. Give me a sense of it as we look at the science of the temp tonight. I'm joined by Lone Sharp, the AdCorp Labour Economist. He joins us in the Money Show studio this evening. Temping, is it is it a fad? Is it a trend? Is it an evolution, an inevitable evolution of what's happening in the labour market? Well, just to give you a sense, out of the 15 million people employed in our national workforce, 4 million of those are temps, and of those 4 million, 1 million are agency temps, meaning they work through a temping agency. So the most common kind of temping is uh, companies employing temporary workers directly on their books. Um, The fastest growing segment uh, is uh, temporary agency work. Um, More and more companies find that as they use more temps, the administrative burden becomes uh, more significant. How do you manage a payroll for someone who's not earning a fixed salary? Um, The payroll has to account for the fact that people work different numbers, hours a day, shifts uh, in Mm. a cycle and so on. Uh, So payroll complexity, recruitment complexity, how do you recruit people who specifically want to work on a temporary basis? So uh, the own company temps, temps that companies employ themselves uh, is shrinking and uh, agency temp work is growing, but the group in total is is growing significantly. Just to give you a sense, after the 2008-9 recession, uh, the economy lost a million jobs. 800,000 of those jobs uh, that have returned since then have been of a temporary kind. Uh, why Why are why is there this trend of of temporary workers. I mean, I, I guess I know the answer, and that is to be it's just too much of a hassle to hire somebody on a full-time basis anymore. I think there are two perspectives. The first is why are companies, uh, employers, looking for temps, and why are employees or job seekers prepared to work on a temporary basis? Uh, there are many reasons why companies utilize temporary workers. Uh, the most obvious is that there are unpredictable cycles. Uh, you need to be uh, able to adjust your workforce uh, depending on the state of the economic cycle in your business or your industry. So, for example, in the platinum mines at the moment, uh, they've seen a sharp drop in production, maybe 95% in production, but they're carrying this huge permanent workforce, uh, which makes no sense. Which are the, but the permanent workforce is not being paid for being a permanent workforce. It's, uh, on the, uh, it's on the no work, no pay rule. Oh. Um, so is there really an economic cost then to having those laborers on? Yeah, on, on the f- f- fair enough. Um, 
but let's think of something like uh, uh, vehicle manufacturing. Uh, in one year, you could produce as an industry 50,000 units. In the next year, 80,000. And then in the following year, 60,000. Sure. How do you vary your workforce across those years uh, to give you the kind of business flexibility that you need? Now, trade union groupings say that the, the promoting the idea of flexible working or of contract working is reprehensible. Everybody should have a job and everybody's job should not only be permanent, but should be guaranteed for life, um, <laughs> pen, uh, pending some kind of uh, unmitigated disaster. Um, unless you're well in Zimbabwe, of course, then Kosato might disagree with that. Not mm. all jobs should be guaranteed for life. Um, but, but why is there this, this revulsion against yeah. tipping? I think uh, the trade unions are on the wrong side of history here because uh, not only are employers uh, increasingly using temporary workers, but workers themselves increasingly want to work on a temporary basis, particularly young people who have only a matric. If I if I look at AdCorp's workforce overall, uh, about uh, 82% of, of those workers are black African, uh, 74% are youth under the age of... 30 uh, and over 50% have never worked in their lives before. Uh, so for those young people, working as a temp is an attractive option because it gives you a blue chip company on your CV. It gives you a bit of work experience, some income maybe while you're living with your parents, uh, a bit of flexibility if you're a single mother or single father. Uh, these are the demographics yeah. that, uh, that, that attract people to temporary work. And for the same reason, actually, uh, the same generational reasons, uh, uh, trade unionization is declining uh, at the the moment in South Africa, only 12% of the private sector workforce is unionized. Uh, the, the, the if Only 12% of the private sector workforce is unionized. Why is big business so scared of big trade union? Then? Because oh. they're in a minority. Yeah, it's because uh, trade unions have this very complex relationship with government. And uh, uh, there is, as a result, uh, uh, collaboration, a collusion, you could call it, between government and the its Department of Labor and the trade union partners of government uh, to influence policy. But uh, the reason trade unions are opposed to uh, temporary work is that temporary workers represent a specific demographic. They're young people. Uh, they don't want to work as their parents did uh, in collective ways. They don't want to be rewarded uh, in groups. Uh, they want to be uh, assessed and appraised on their personal contribution. This is a major worldwide industry change and as a result unionization and collective action in general is on the decline worldwide. Is that still possible in an environment where you're an agency temp rather than a direct temp for a particular company? Yes, absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, AdCorp's workforce numbers about 200,000 workers a year or 86,000 at any point in time. Um, of those workers, a very small minority uh, are unionized, um, but uh, a significant fraction of those workers, particularly in manufacturing and uh, uh, retail and in other areas, uh, those workers belong to bargaining councils. Bargaining councils are uh, by far 
the major form of collective bargaining in South Africa rather than trade unions. Mm. Uh, so workers' temps are, are protected by the same laws. You can't dismiss a temp uh, any differently than you can a permanent worker. Um, the, the main difference between a temporary and a permanent worker is the availability of benefits. Um, uh, temporary workers generally don't seek medical aids. It's not something that they desire because they're generally younger people uh, before they've started families. Sure. And they're not yet at that mode where they're thinking about retirement and pension funds. Um, so permanent workers who tend to be older, more skilled, more experienced, they seek out these benefits. And temporary workers who are younger, less skilled, uh, more generationally, generationally active, uh, they don't seek these benefits. Is temping, asked somebody in the SMS line this evening, just a politically correct way of saying what used to be called part-time work? What is the difference between being in part-time employment where you can't get a proper job and temping, which sounds much sexier? Yes. Uh, well, part-time work uh, is basically any work that doesn't uh, fill up 165 or 168 hours in a month. So the kind of people who work on a part-time basis tend to be students, um, uh, women who've recently had children and haven't rejoined the workplace. Um, part-time work tends to be a very selective group of people. Uh, temporary work, on the other hand, uh, scans the entire demographic. Okay. Um, you know, 50% uh, of, of temps are men uh, within the AdCorp uh, database and uh, 50% are, are women. So it's a much more uh, a universal kind of working, temping, than uh, part-time work. Um, Lee and Constantia, you work in the recruitment industry. What's your experience, Lee? Hi, Bruce. Um, yeah, I just, um, one thing I wanted to sort of share with everyone, which a lot of people don't realize, um, is we've got this very, very negative sort of view on working part-time or contracting or, or temping, um, you know, as if shame, you know, all contractors should have the right to a permanent job. And what I found really interesting was many skilled contractors, particularly in the IT sector, actually aren't interested in part-time employment. And, um, you know, I've had many of them turn down permanent offers, sorry, um, in favor of contracting because it was more lucrative and it allowed them a lot more freedom and they just didn't see the point in, in being a permanent staff member. I mean, no when when, when you say permanent. it's more lucratively, I mean, for a professional like somebody in the IT industry, would they typically get paid 20% more for a three-month contract than they might have got paid if they were a full-time employee of the same period of time? Yeah, it, look, it, it, it depends um, from sort of employer to employer. Um, but, but, I mean, absolutely that could be happening. Um, there was a significant increase in the take-home pay, particularly because benefits and things like that aren't coming off their salary. And they get paid almost for that uncertainty factor. Of, you know, they don't have a guaranteed role for a long time. And, you know, I had a lot of contractors who just would, would refuse permanent offers outright, um, which I think many people don't know. You know, we automatically think of contractors as being taken advantage of. Uh, absolutely, and, and that's a, it's a South African malaise, I think, on that particular point. Lee and Constantia, for your experience, thank you. Um, your calls on 021-446-0567-011-883-0702. So in the real world of professional temping as well, we need to talk about that as well tonight uh, with Lone Sharp. You know, Lee's experience is there are people who choose this lifestyle. It gives flexibility that the old-fashioned five days a week, 400 hours a week, whatever it might be, uh, just doesn't provide you know the uh, marketing guru faith popcorn uh, you know she predicted uh, the 1990s movement toward cocooning and home building and renovations and things uh, she's a major 
superstar in the marketing environment. Uh, her latest predictions are that the world of work will change so dramatically in the next few years that uh, a three-day weekend will become standard. And in fact, if you look uh, at the last hundred years of history, an American work on average used to work about 2,600 hours a year, and they're now down to about 1,820 hours a year. So the, the, the general pattern of economic development uh, over time uh, reduces the amount of time spent at work. It increases the level of skill that is required for people at work, um, and it increases options for flexibility and leisure. Um, so I think uh, we're going to see a, a dramatic shift uh, in the world of work uh, in favor of temporary work uh, over the next decade and so. Uh, Gareth in Bedford View, you've got a question for us. Hello, Gareth. Hi, I, I I understand that under the new Labour Relations Act that once you've been a temp for three months, you're deemed a permanent employee. Is that right? No, that's that's not correct. Gareth, I've, I've sort of heard a version of that as well. It'd be nice to get Lone's yeah. perspective. Thanks, Gareth. Um, so at the moment, uh, uh, a temp uh, is an employee of the agency. Um, and... Uh, what happens after three months uh, is that the employee remains an employee of the, the agency. After 12 months, after 24 months, that will remain true. The key difference under the new legislation is that if the temp has a grievance and approaches, for example, the CCMA or the Labor Court, uh, the key difference is that after three months, they'll be able to nominate whether to uh, sue or litigate against the uh, agency or the uh, deemed employer. So, for example, a temp working as a bank teller in a, in a bank, after three months, they could decide not only to sue in the CCMA for an unfair labor practice, their uh, aid temp agency, but they could decide to sue the bank where, where they reside. But this is uh, really overblown because uh, uh, only 0.8% of temps, according to the CCMA, make uh, unfair labor practice claims uh, at the CCMA in a year, compared to 4.5% for the workforce as a whole. Uh, so the incidence of unfair labor practices among temps is, I think, overblown. Uh, and in short, it's, it's incorrect. Uh, you won't be deemed to be perm after three months. Okay, Gareth, I hope that uh, answers that particular question for you. Um, why are people like yourselves in certain circles seen as the pariahs, the people who, who capitalize on the vulnerability of the temporary worker, especially when it comes to blue-collar workers? Well, I think the first reason is that the labor market in South Africa has uh, for the last hundred years been heavily politicized. And that means any novelty uh, in the labor market is going to attract a certain amount of skepticism and scrutiny. If you overlay with that government's natural hostility toward business and also maybe the public's general uh, concern about the middleman, what role the middleman plays in the economy, uh, there's a recipe for, uh, for disaster, a uh, public relations disaster certainly. Um, but uh, as temporary work becomes more prevalent, as more and more people opt for this way of work, I think it's going to become less and less politicized. Are we seeing more and more professionals become temps rather than go into the workplace? I mean, it's, e it's easy to know that if you're a fruit picker or you are a factory worker in the motor industry and you've got boom times and slow times that your hours are adjusted 
adjusted automatically to their needs. But you could be an accountant, you could be an IT expert, you could be, as you suggested, a bank teller, and you could work on very similar terms, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's an emerging trend among professionals. Um, uh, the, the, they're lagging behind, actually, professionals because they they tend to work for salaries but then negotiate certain benefits in terms of time off mm. and days off and working from home and things like that. They're not particularly on temp contracts yet, but there is an increasing trend to use independent contractors, which is also a fancy word for for a temp in, a, in an unusual arrangement with a company. Um, overwhelmingly in South Africa today, uh, in contrast with the rest of the world, most temps are in uh, the blue-collar environment yeah. in manufacturing and distribution and logistics and transport. Um, and uh, a lesser number of temps are in white-collar jobs, um, typically in finance and retail. Um, so South Africa lags behind the rest of the world. The United States certainly um, uh, contracting is becoming much more popular among uh, highly skilled professionals. In South Africa at the moment, we've got a shortage of over 400,000 uh, uh, high-skilled workers, um, people who are lawyers, accountants, uh, doctors, engineers, uh, and uh, the like. Um, and uh, that shortage is creating a huge amount of pressure within the high-skilled labor market for wages to rise yeah. and also for novel forms of employment to emerge. So we'll probably catch up over the next five or six years in our professional uh, use of temp. Uh, and, and that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, we, you would think that it is in the professional space that precisely people would be more free to make the lifestyle choices to which you were referring earlier. Yes, uh, you would you would argue perhaps that uh, <laughs> blue collar workers, white collar workers, earning earning generally less than two hundred thousand rand per annum that they may have restricted options. But as I say, we're, we're observing that more and more of them want to work in a temporary way. And I think this is why eventually uh, union opposition to the temporary movement was uh, opposed by government. The regulations that uh, now affect or will soon affect uh, employment agencies uh, have been very moderate in relation to what Kasatu was demanding. Mm. And I think that's because of realism about the uh, within government about the use and the need for temporary workers. Glenn, who lives in Blegari, tells us that temp workers for greedy bosses who want to get away without paying for benefits. In other words, it's a cost-cutting measure. This man is sugarcoating everything as expected. You, this man, by the way, um, you're sugarcoating uh, the joys of temping. You know, AdCorp is a listed company. We produce our annual financial statements every year. They're audited and they're inspected by the investment community. And you'll see in those statements, which we publicize widely, that our return on sales and the return on sales for the industry in general is between 35 and 4.2%. That's uh, during relatively good times. That doesn't uh, smack of the kind of excessive profitability that you would expect companies to be making. Making if as your caller uh, suggests. People make the assumption that for every person you hire, you get a month or two salary um, in the bank for, for the privilege of putting them into a job. Um, is that how it works? Yeah, well, remember, even with permanent workers, employment agencies charge a fee. So yeah. uh, the employment agencies charge for permanent work normally 20% of the first year's cost to company remuneration. Uh, the temp agency doesn't work like that because uh, the temp may work only for a month 
or maybe for six months. Uh, uh, so to try and recover 20% of their annual cost to company uh, up front would be unreasonable. So what we do is uh, we charge per hour that the temp works rather than uh, a fixed proportion of the cost to company annually. Um, that charge is substantially less, according to our studies, than what it costs companies internally to administer the same workforce. Mm. Now, do we sometimes confuse the issues? I mean, Sipo uh, on the SMS line this evening says, I'm a freelancer for a large broadcast industry. I've been there for the last six years. I work in an office nine to five, Monday to Friday. Answer that, please. Um, because in the South African context, a lot of employers use temporary work and contracts as a way of getting out of, as Glenn puts it, Paying for those, uh, paying for those benefits. Mm. Well, remember those benefits. We distinguish two kinds of benefits. There are statutory uh, obligations, things you must have as benefits, and those include annual leave and sick leave and family responsibility leave. And then there are benefits that are voluntary for the employer. Uh, they're not required by law. Uh, pensions, uh, medical aids, none of these benefits are required by law. And in fact, they're relatively scarce in South Africa. If you think that. Uh, JSC-listed companies employ only 1.4 million of the total 15 million workforce, and small businesses employ 65% of the total workforce. You'll see immediately that it's only large JSC-listed companies that are providing extensive benefits for their workers. Small businesses are not in a position to do so. So the, uh, I, would, I would say to the caller, uh, test your assumptions about whether work in general is representative of just 9% of listed companies or whether in fact uh, work more closely resembles what goes on in small businesses. There we go and there we must leave it. Lone Sharp is the Labour Economist at Adcorp. Thank you for coming and giving us the insight on the science of the temp.